This episode of the Painting Pictures Podcast is brought to you by Lincoln and the all-new Navigator, reminding you that the best way to enjoy nature is from the heated, leather-clad interior of a brand-new luxury SUV that you spent 30 or 40 years clawing your way up the corporate ladder to finally afford. Guys, I don't have long here. This is just a zippy intro. I've got some content to share with you. It's some reviews of some Trader Joe's cracker packaging. It's the holiday season. Everyone's out there buying crackers, eating crackers. And I just thought I'd do a little review of some of the copy on a uh, couple boxes of Trader Joe's crackers. Um... It's Christmas Eve Eve. I'm mildly excited about Christmas. I know that people, despite my best efforts, are going to be uh, giving me things again, as they always do. And I pretty much always don't give anything to that, to, to anybody. <laughs> and yet, uh, I still get Christmas presents from these people. You know, friends and family. I, I don't... Nah, no friends. I don't have friends that give me Christmas presents. I, I have had a friend that, that used to give me Christmas presents, and it was kind of the same thing. Like, wow, thank you. Uh, obviously, I have nothing for you, because... <laughs> really? You really think I'm going to get you a Christmas present? It's very sweet. It's very sweet. Not that I think I'm uh, above Christmas presents. I just... I don't want to. I don't want to, and I don't have time for it. I don't want to spend the time doing it. But I did it. I, I mean, what am I? Am I not going to get my wife a Christmas present? We agreed that we're going to get each other uh, gifts up to thirty dollars. I proposed twenty. Uh, she pushed for thirty, and I conceded. Um, and she ordered gifts for my family. What a wife, you know. But really, every year, I I um I I just I generally I, I don't get gifts because it's I I'm busy and then it's Christmas and I don't know I just I become I've become a non-factor when it comes to holidays I feel like I I I've kind of uh just happily um go along with the ride and do nothing and and uh have this feeling that like it. If I don't do anything, something's still going to happen, and it's going to be great. So it would be interesting. It would be interesting to see what happens if I continue not doing anything. At some point, does the, the the holiday spirit around me start to fade, you know? 
And then is there one year where actually nothing happens? And how will I feel? Will I be relieved? Will I just be like, ah, this is nice? Or I'll be like, oh my God, it's Christmas. And there's nothing. There's no tree and there's no lights. And um, this isn't happy or fun at all. Will I be sad? I don't know. I don't know, but I... I um, I don't know, the the holidays just, they come upon me so fast. I don't have time pre- to prepare. And um, I'm sure it'll be different when we have kids. But will it? Will I feel obligated to make a big deal for Christmas? Probably. I did love Christmas when I was a kid. That's 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 for sure. I loved getting gifts. I loved opening presents. I definitely looked at presents and tried to figure out what they were. So I don't want to take that away from, you know, the world or, or my kids. So we'll see. But for now, uh, yeah, I'll definitely have, uh, you know, some people that I just won't have gotten anything for and they'll get something for me and I'll just, they're okay with it. Really. It's amazing. You'd be surprised how little people care whether you got them a gift and they will they'll just keep giving you, giving you a gift every year. Um just a quick update the garage door on on one side with two garage doors which make makes us just about the coolest kids in Craftsbury. They're both automatic. Um I went out to open the garage door to to take my wife's car out in the morning. And uh, there was a big bang noise and the opener did its opening thing, but the door stayed put. And what had happened is the little gasket had gotten frozen solid to the concrete slab and the door had was stuck down and the opener ripped itself out of the garage door. So it was sliding up and there were, there were self-tapping metal screws, like these four big screws just hanging off of this little swinging bracket. And I was like, huh, there you go. Fortunately, you can still open garage doors without the opener. And it's actually easier because we used to have to get out and walk inside because we didn't have a clicker for this side and press a button. And now you just get out and you walk up and you lift the door up. It doesn't keep predators out very well or burglars, um, but it's, uh, it's, uh, you can still get into the garage <laughs> and out. So... It's really not that big of a deal, and uh, I just want to point out to myself and to everybody how far I've come, because if that had happened a year ago after moving to this house, I would have freaked the fuck out. I would have really freaked out. Like, this is, again, the house is falling apart. How am I going to fix this? How are we going to keep our garage? Whatever. And now I'm just like, oh, hmm, look at that. I mean, and also, terrible design flaw, really. You think, how does this... How has this never happened? How long is this was this garage here before we moved in here? And this is the first time this happens? This is the first time there was a little bit of wind blowing a little bit of snow and then a little bit of warm air that melted it and then a bunch of cold air that froze it? Probably not. So what do these people never use their garage? I don't know. I just wonder how these all these fucking things break when we've been here for two years and the people ahead of us were here for like 15, 20 years. Answer me that. <laughs> Uh, just a few tips on getting warm because it is the cold holiday season. Uh, one idea is to change your socks. 
I don't know about you guys, but I get cold, clammy toes, and I take off my socks, and they're actually damp in the tip of them. It's like, yeah, that's not going to do the trick. And yes, I still wear cotton socks all the time. And I don't like because... And, and I live in the land of darn tough, and everyone wears darn tough, and darn tough are okay, but they're so tight around my calf. Too tight. Another thing you can do is go outside into the freezing cold. And then when you come back in, it'll feel really warm. Uh, you could also move closer to your wood stove. Careful not to burn yourself, but stand like within an inch of it, like you're giving it an imaginary hug. Or you could move your wood stove into a more central location in your house, which is what I'm hoping to do soon. Or you could just move. Um, move to Florida. Well, enjoy this podcast or whatever, these little snippets, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Gabriel Roberts, and this is the Painting Pictures Podcast. You know what I can't stop eating? Jingle jangle. <clears throat> this stuff from Trader Joe's. Oh my god. A fun mix of fan favorite candy treats. Uh you betcha. <laughs> you betcha it's it's fun. I mean if if by fun you mean can't stop pounding sugar, um then yeah, it's really fun. I'll just give you, an, give you a lowdown of what we got in here. We've got milk and dark chocolate-covered pretzels. Not There's no milk in here. <laughs> it's, it's, there's two different types of chocolate-covered pretzels, milk and dark chocolate-covered. Milk chocolate-covered and dark chocolate-covered. That was too much to say. They figured, well, we can, just, we can just drop the chocolate from milk chocolate, and people will figure it out. Um. Dark chocolate-covered caramel popcorn. Yum. <laughs> I'll have one of those right now. Mm. Milk chocolate candies, a.k.a. M&M's without M&M printed on them. I think. I think that's all they are. Let me just refresh my memory. Yeah, it's like an M&M. And here's my favorite. Dark chocolate enrobed chocolate vanilla JoJo's cookies. I don't know why it's not covered, why they had to go with the word enrobed there. I guess they figured they'd already said chocolate covered too many times. And somebody came up with enrobed. <laughs> and somebody else was like, yeah, dark chocolate enrobed. That that makes sense. People people love the word enrobed. We've done lots of studies and people like love bathrobes, they love robes, they love the the idea of a candy a cookie enrobed in chocolate. It's not just covered. We're not just spraying chocolate willy-nilly on on these cookies. No, we are enrobing them. Good lord. Uh and then milk and dark chocolate Mini peanut. Oh, I didn't realize mini peanut butter cups. I didn't realize there were two different kinds 
of peanut butter. Oh, indeed there is. There's the dark chocolate. Wow. Right, I came home. Well, I've had a few binges. I mean, it's just a it's a tin full of this stuff. And um it's just been sitting in our house cuz my wife bought it. Bless her. I'll I'll just I'll just mow this shit down. I mean, there's enough variety to keep you going. Like if it's a this is a full tin just of like miniature peanut butter cups. I don't know. Somehow I feel like I, I pumped the brakes earlier and be like, that's enough. That's enough. But with this, it's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just have a couple of those little tiny candies. Oh my God. Seriously, guys. Oh, and there's this plastic shit. It's so good. Even just the little candies are so good. There's this plastic, like, disc thing to keep them from jingle-jangling against the roof of the tin can, I presume. I don't know. But we've kept it in there this entire time. Even though it's obviously, it's not like it's air-sealing anything. It's not protecting the chocolate at this point because it's just sitting in a can on our counter. But everybody that's eaten out of it has opened the can been like oh take this fucking thing out set it aside eat some more candy put it back because obviously this is super important so the next sucker that opens the tin can also has to deal with it mm. god that chocolate covered caramel popcorn is so good anyway it's dangerous I got up, got up the other morning, and I was starving. This happens to me kind of, this is what, one of the reasons I can't sleep in on the weekends is I'll wake up starving. And I went out, and normally first thing on a weekend, it's a cup of coffee and a piece of toast. But I was like, I was like too hungry. I was like, no, I'm just going to eat something first. So I had a bowl of cereal with milk, and then... I grabbed the jingle jangle and sat down on the ottoman and and like st- still sort of half asleep, staring out the window, pounded way too much of the stuff. And then felt funny. My tummy felt funny. And I basically ruined my Sunday morning cup of coffee. Like I, I it took me a really long time to feel normal again. And I, I couldn't have... It's best just to have just to start with the toast and and the coffee because that's really that's 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 the combo that does it in the morning and you don't want to spoil it with certainly don't want to spoil it with jingle jangle okay that would be my recommendation uh, not first thing in the morning on an empty stomach or just a cereal and milk filled stomach find something better to eat in the morning um anyway that's a product review of the jingle jangle. I also then now have had that tune uh, stuck in my head. Um, you know the tune. All I have to do is say jingle jangle, and in your mind you start hearing, I've got wheels that jingle jangle jingle as I go riding merrily along. Right? That's the one. So that has been kicking around in my head. And I just... uh 
I can't. I guess I can't stop thinking about the jingle jangle. If that's before your time, well, then you don't you don't know that song. But the Trader Joe's people obviously do because the little tin says we have chocolate that jingle jangle jingles. Um, so they get it. All right. Got some <clears throat> Trader Joe's bite size everything crackers here. Crackers topped with garlic, onion, sesame, poppy, and caraway seeds! Exclamation mark. Whoa! <laughs> They've got all those things on them. There are two blurbs on this package. So we've got lots to work with here, lots of copy. Um, because I, I guess they're, f feel like people enjoy reading the little fun story about their food products. <laughs> <clears throat> I guess I do. I mean, sure. So, um, I don't know which one to start with. It's so if you're looking at the front of the box, uh, which do you which which and which side of the box are you going to look at first? How about the one to the left? Some folks like their crackers on the naked side, wearing nothing at all. <laughs> Whoa! Take it easy, Trader Joe's. Take it easy. I mean, um, okay, yeah, yeah, that's true. Some people do. Some people like their cracker, you know, plain plain crackers. Some folks like a little salt to season their snacking crackers. Okay, now we're talking about snacking crackers here. Did we just feel like the sentence was a little too boring if we just said some folks like a little salt to season their crackers? Uh, okay, uh, let's just... I just want to put this out there. Nobody puts salt on their crackers. So, um, yeah, I guess... I guess some folks like salt on their crackers. Okay, I'm, I'm with you so far. Next paragraph. And some folks aren't satisfied with either of those options. Whoa. All right. Maybe that's me, huh? Is that you? Uh, you don't like your crackers naked. And you also don't like your crackers with a little bit of salt. No, no sentence or paragraph, geez, should start with and. Uh, but I guess they're not too concerned with grammar. <clears throat> uh, now there's like a double, there's a double space here. So we've got a single space between those first three little sentences. And now we've got a double space. So I guess we're really getting to the meat of the uh, blurb here. For those among you... Trader Joe's bite-size everything crackers may just be the ultimate cracker. Presumably they're talking about the folks that aren't satisfied with either of those options for those among you. But that's really not clear at all. For those among you who? 
Who are you talking about? For which which among you? I mean, maybe put it in the same goddamn paragraph as folks aren't satisfied with either of those options. For those among you, if that's you, maybe. But you space it, you know, get two hard returns later in a separate paragraph and you just lead off with for those among you. I don't know. It's a little bit of a stretch. I, on, uh, honestly, I, I get I get it, what they're going for. The, so these are these may be just be the ultimate cracker. So we're trying to build up this this, you know, character who just isn't satisfied with salted crackers. They want more. <laughs> is that you? If it is, um, the paragraph goes on. These bite-sized crackers are topped with garlic, onion, sesame, poppy, and caraway seeds. Just like it says on the front. Great crunch and formidable flavor is yours with every bite-sized bite. A bite-sized bite? Wow. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, with every bite-sized bite. Isn't every bite a bite-sized bite? I mean, you're taking a bite. It's going to be a something that fits in your mouth. It could be a big bite or a small bite. But every time you bite something, that's a bite size because you just bit it. <laughs> so I kind of have a, hard, a problem with the concept of a bite-sized bite. I can see something being bite-sized. The cracker is bite-sized. The bite is however fucking big I bite it. <laughs> however big I make it with my mouth. Eating one right now. We're good. Okay, shall we read the other side? The other side is one single paragraph. And it starts off with the word, okay. <laughs> I mean, you've got me right there. I'm into it. We're having a chat. Me and the box are having a moment right here. We're having a little back and forth. So we're just jumping right into this. We don't know where we're coming from. It just says, okay, so maybe these crackers don't have everything on them. <laughs> good point. That's good. I'm, I'm glad they're going to address this because that was my first uh, response to the bite size everything crackers. Was, was Oh, really? Do they have everything? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe these crackers don't have everything on them. Emphasis is my own there, by the way. There's no italics. We left out some things, period. Like artificial colors. Can't shouldn't start a sentence with like. No need for a period there, right? We left out some things. Like artificial colors. I don't know. That it's just it's very snappy. It's very snappy. Don't read don't read cracker boxes to learn how to write. I guess that's the lesson we're learning. Like artificial colors. Well, big fucking deal, really? Okay. What were you going to What color what artificial color were you going to put in there? Light brown? Um and artificial flavors. Great. Oh. And we didn't think preservatives had any place in these yummy little crackers either. Wow. 
I mean, okay. Are these special crackers or something? Like, oh, no, not these crackers. <laughs> not these little bite-sized everything crackers. Don't put the preservative in those. They're just so tender. Uh, okay, so presumably that's another thing that they left out. <laughs> Next sentence. We're pretty sure, though, that you won't have a problem with that. Wow. Presumptuous, are we? Uh, but no, that's <laughs> that's not really presumptuous. Do you really get people clamoring for artificial flavors and preservatives and artificial colors? These crackers suck. There's no artificial flavors in them. After all, this is I think this, this is the second to last sentence, guys. We're getting there. After all, when you're looking for a cracker to crunch, great taste seems to make a whole lot more sense. Great taste seems to make a whole lot more sense. Than what? More sense than preservatives? Really? Um, that sentence doesn't make a whole lot of sense. After all, so this is this is sort of along the lines of, yeah, we don't have a problem with you. We're all we're all natural granola crunching Trader Joe shopping liberals. Sure, yes, I'm with you, and we we don't care about we don't want artificial colors and flavors and preservatives. In our food, great. I'm with you. I'm that's the gist, and I'm I'm with you. Um, after all, after all, I mean that. Anyway, when you're looking for a cracker to crunch, great taste seems to make a whole lot more sense than artificial colors, I guess. And there's a whole lot of great crispy crunch in every bite. Okay. Um, Again, we're starting a sentence with and. Great crispy crunch in every bite. So we're, I mean, I, I get it. What are you really going to write about on, on this box, right? You're going to try to come up with a story. But God, wh who is the person that is tip-tapping these punchy little segments? And then they were like, oh, yeah, we need two for this box because we don't have anything to put on the ends of it, sides of it, so... Write up two different ones. They're, they're not related. I, they're not related in any way. That's weird. So the one is like, I guess they're both about us, guys. They're about us, the folks that like the extreme cracker eaters that like all kinds of shit on their crackers. And then it's about how they're wholesome and uh, crispy, crunchy. It's just weird. It's just very weird writing. And what I don't understand is why there's no reference to the everything bagel. Clearly, that's where this cracker gets its name. Um, everything bagel, as far as I'm, as far as I know, is not some trademarked thing, right? Isn't that public domain? The everything, everything bagels. So why not say, like, if you like everything bagels, you you like these? Why are you making me feel weird for thinking about bagels? And then you have two separate blurbs 
about these crackers, and neither of them mentions bagel? I don't know. That's that's my complaint about it. I guess that would be what I would like to see in the write-up, would be some mention of the everything bagel um, and talking about how great the everything bagel is and maybe like talk about putting cream cheese on these, right? Or eating them with cheese. It seems like an angle that they just totally missed. It really makes me question question Trader Joe's. You know, their photography is spot on. This little picture on the front of this basket of crackers is fucking dope. Mm, the um, you know, the font, the design is pretty good. But these blurbs are so weird. I mean, who... I, I think they must figure that nobody's really going to read these. But I do. Don't you? Most people do, right? And then what is the result is I just feel weird. Like, who are we talking about? Why are we trying to have this little chatty, punchy conversation? I mean, t- tell me about the guy at Trader Joe's or the gal at Trader Joe's that came up with this cracker. That's what I want to know. Teresa was eating a everything bagel at her, at her desk in Monrovia, California at the Trader Joe's Supercenter. And she was like, this is so good, but if I want it, I have to go get it, and I have to toast it, and it goes stale. Why can't this be in a cracker? <laughs> you know? Like that, to me, that's interesting. And obviously, you guys can run with things, so that should be one of the blurbs, not these weird things about, like, who we are. I mean, I guess I'm just supposed to feel smug I'm supposed to feel smug for buying this cracker, like a smug liberal who uh, who doesn't like artificial preservatives and stuff in his food, and who also I feel smug for not being a pussy that likes plain crackers. <laughs> I think that's kind of what they're going for. Like, Make people feel cool just for having purchased the Bite Size Everything Crackers. My biggest beef of it all, though, is the um, formidable flavor is yours with every bite-sized bite. Also, the, both of the blurbs end with, and there's a whole lot of great crispy crunch in every bite. That's one blurb, and the other one is the every bite-sized bite. Like this, They're basically the same, Ugh. <laughs> but different. I would rather have the same blurb on both sides or just nothing. Just blank. Blank. Draw it, you know, color your own or maze maybe. You know, if we're going to get intimate with our box, have a little maze or a little word game. Anyway, also interesting to note, it's a product of Canada. wonder where they make these. Uh, no artificial colors or preservatives, but there is, um, nothing that gross, really, I guess. Pretty good stuff. A little bit of evaporated cane sugar, but, uh, who's counting, right? 
Here's another box from Trader Joe's, the Raisin Rosemary Crisps. Delicious. Some of my favorite crackers. And the box is so much better than the everything, bite-size everything crackers. Um, I'll read the side, shall I? First of all, there's only one story on here, which is nice. One side or one end of the box has the nutrition facts. And the other has the little story with a little picture of the cracker. Here it goes. A unique cracker experience starts with unique ingredients. We've paired raisins and rosemary with flax and sunflower seeds to create a crispy, savory, and sweet cracker. Our tasting panel loved these crisps, and we think you will too. Try them with brie or goat cheese topped with chopped pecans. Proscuto, gorgonzola, and fig atop a raisin rosemary crisp makes a wonderful appetizer. Of course, you can always eat them straight out of the box. They're that good. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Snappy, huh? Snappy. Uh, no major complaints here, folks. Um, Brie is capitalized. I find that interesting. No registered trademark, but Brie is a, a something that needs to be capitalized, I guess. And then they capitalize Raisin Rosemary Crisp. Because <laughs> that's their thing. They can do that. Uh, unique cracker experience starting with unique ingredients. I think that I think that makes sense, you know, that, and raisins and rosemary, I would say those are unique ingredients. So, uh, really, overall, um, there's only one flaw with this, one major flaw, and that's the tagline on the front of the box under raisin rosemary crisps, a crispy, savory, and sweet cracker to complement cheeses, dips, and toppings. Okay. Uh, yes to the cracker complementing cheese and dip. I would say no to the cracker complementing toppings. I think that toppings complement the cracker. Nespa? The toppings are... St the toppings can't be complemented. It's like saying you're complementing that seasoning really well or that complementing that sauce or uh, complementing that accessory. I think you can, but I would say, I would venture that the, 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 it should be the other way around. The accessory complements the outfit. The big dick complements the big ass. <laughs> uh, sorry, that's... That's lewd. That's gross and that, that's unnecessary. Um, and the toppings complement the cracker. I feel weird having said big, big dick, but hey, <laughs> that's part of the podcast. You know, you all know that. 
Anyway, otherwise, really great cracker box, great cracker, um, nice picture. Just, just every, just makes sense. Okay, I can finally recycle this thing. It's been sitting on my desk for three weeks now. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Painting Pictures podcast. If you have any questions, please send an email to Gabe Roberts. That's my name. Gabe Roberts, G-A-B-E-R-O-B-E-R-T-S at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you um, if you want to send me any photos. Um, I will send you photos back. If you want to send me any questions about what you should do with your life, um, I will send you back questions about what I should do with my life. And... Um, if you have any suggestions for guests um, and you can think of a way to convince them to travel to uh, northern Vermont for an afternoon, um, let me know. And the website for the podcast is GabeRobertsArt at gmail.com. No, that's wrong. <laughs> it's GabeRobertsArt.com. That's the website. Uh, I would just have I just have one request. That's if you know how to spell the name Gabriel, please spread the spread the word because apparently nobody really knows how to spell that name, and they always like people generally do when presented with something they don't know. Uh, they clam up and they assume when it comes to grammar, they assume that they have to do something extra. Like, they have to add that extra apostrophe. They have to, in the case of my name, add an extra L, an extra E, or an extra A. Really frustrating, but I'm trying to get over it. I know that none of you misspell my name when you write to your friends about this podcast. And um, so, thanks. I appreciate that just for uh, spreading that. And um, the other thing I was thinking is I can just become an evangelist of some sort, some sort of Christian evangelist, and get more people to read the Bible. And then that way they they will learn how to spell my name. And so, you know, if I have to take my whole family down a, a journey of uh, religious passion and, uh, you know, questioning everything and questioning our faith and losing a lot of friends and making a lot of new kind of weird friends and maybe moving to another part of the country— if people will spell my name properly, that's absolutely worth it to me. Absolutely worth it to me. So thanks. I'll leave you with that. Happy New Year, everybody. Until next time. Adios.